Another week of hockey in Vegas. That means time for another episode of Nighttime at Noon. As always, we're here in Studio 31 at City National Arena. Ashley Vice with Gary Lawless. Gary, I know you love the scoops, and there has been a lot around the NHL. How much time have you spent on Twitter here in the last 24 hours? Well, it's been really fun. And uh, last night we were getting ready for the game. Darren Millard and I were uh, downstairs at T-Mobile Arena getting ready for uh, the pregame show, and Elliot Friedman tweeted that, Bruce Boudreaux had been hired, was going to be hired as the next coach of the Vancouver Canucks, and then it was just an onslaught of uh, of uh, of information. And then, as we were watching the Lightning destroy the Flyers, I said to to Darren, I said, "That's a game that get gets a coach fired." And uh, of course, uh, that's what we woke up to today: Elaine Vigneault and uh, Michelle Terrian out with the Flyers. Well, speaking of, we have the privilege of welcoming in Hockey Night in Canada insider Elliot Friedman. Elliot, this has been a busy 24 hours to be an NHL insider. Really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure, Ashley. Happy to do it. So as Gary mentioned, we'll start with the fresh news first, I guess. Elaine Vigneault out as head coach in Philadelphia among an eight-game losing skid. A Jack Adams finalist just a couple seasons ago. What went wrong in Philly? You know, it's, it's a great question because I spent a lot of the last little while trying to figure it out. And, and one of the things I really think occurred there was that they had a great year uh, a couple of years ago, as you said. But last year, look, like, you know, last year was a really tough year with the, with the whole COVID setup and the protocols the players and teams were under. I think it was one of those years like you guys had a really strong year out there in Vegas. So when you're playing well and things are going well and you're winning games, Whatever challenges are out there kind of go to the back burner. And when you're going poorly under those kind of situations that players were playing under last year and teams were playing under last year, I think it exposed cracks and made everything harder. And I think last year in Philly, there a disconnect grew between the coaching staff and the players. And I think they really tried to fix it, but they never got it back. And, you know, you guys said it right. I was watching that game last night between Tampa and Philly. And Philly's sitting there waiting for Tampa for three straight days. Tampa's playing their fifth game a game on eight days, some at home, some on the road. They're in a back-to-back. You guys live in a big gambling town. You know in that situation you're supposed to bet on the team that's rested. And they got blown out. And, and I agree with you. I just think Philly got to a point where they couldn't wait anymore. For the record, we don't gamble on hockey, and neither does Elliot. I know he's not suggesting that at all. <laughs> Elliot, I don't know if that's true, but we'll go with it. Did yes. Chuck Fletcher – well, yeah. actually, you're not a team employee. You can do whatever you want. Did Chuck Fletcher miss his man? you talking about Boudreaux? Yeah. You know, I, I do think that uh, Vancouver considered the possibility of that. And, you know, what I'm hearing today is that there's a – a a decent chance. I don't want to put a percentage on it, Gary, but there's a decent chance that Leo gets to finish the season Mm. in Philly. And they kind of figure things out then that I don't think they're going to be in a rush to commit to anyone yet because they're probably going to have to make some additional decisions about their roster. So I do think they were considering the possibility of someone like Boudreaux, but I'm not convinced that they were ready to do that yet. So I would say probably not, but I wouldn't say 100%. Now, we heard Rick Tockett's name a bunch uh, attached to to Philly, a great flyer uh, Mm -hmm. in his day, and a really good coach, I think. I think, you know, he won 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 with Mike Sullivan as an associate coach with the Penguins and then went to Arizona. And and one of the things about the Coyotes, they've sucked for a while, but he – 
uh, they worked hard for him. They played for him. There was never any grumbling about Rick Tockett. They, the players liked him. And let's face it, in today's day and age, there has to be the camp, like the disconnect you talked about with Vino. Like I covered two of Vino. I I rode the bus with Vino uh, when he was the coach with the Manitoba Moose. I saw the way he handled players, and it it, it was a very um, it wasn't warm and fuzzy. I'll, I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, and uh, it's not that he's a, a tyrant, but Elaine can be cold. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, that that sort of talk, it has that ability to connect with guys, has does Brujero. And the thing for me is the Flyers, who are the Flyers? They have no identity. For the longest time when you said the Philadelphia Flyers, you knew exactly what you were talking about. And Rick Tockett was part of that. He was an extension of that identity. They don't have that at all anymore, and I, I wonder why. So I wonder kind of if talk makes sense. Like Bobby Clark and Paul Holmgren, they're they're you know they may not be on the on the on the the, the masthead anymore, but they they have sway. They will be talking about Rick Tockett. You know, I I think that Tockett would would definitely. I'd heard of the Tockett rumors last week too, and and I'd looked into them, and I was just told you know don't don't move so quick. And I do think that Chuck Fletcher wanted to give Alain Vigneault this week to try to see if they could get things on the rails. But obviously, sometimes your decisions get forced. And it's like my, my grandmother used to have a line, you plan, God laughs. Uh, Fletcher planned and God laughed at the plan. I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of talk there about the flyer identity and the flyer way. Um, but I think the other thing they have to be considering, look, Gary, they made a bunch of trades last year. It hasn't worked. They've changed the coach. Are they going to have to go in even deeper into the surgery they decide to try to do? The money's got to be a factor, too. Yo is already on staff, so I'm sure he gets a bit of a bump to be the head coach. But if you're going to bring in Rick Tockett, he's going to want term, and he's going to, and he's got leverage. He's a former flyer with a great name. The fan base would absolutely love him. He's got a job. He's on national television uh, on TNT. So uh, he's not coming there for cheap. That would be. A, he wants, think, he wants to get into lawless territory. That's right. <laughs> he, you think about it. You owe Vigneault two and a half years. So you owe him twelve and a half million dollars. Still, mm-hmm. that's a lot of. That's a lot of. A lot of money. Um, let's go to Vancouver for a second. They. Okay. So it was really weird because you tweeted out that they'd fired Boudreaux, and then later on, I mean that they hired Boudreaux, they'd fired Green and Baumgartner, and then later on, we find out about that Jim Benning and John Weisbrod had been fired as well. Now, what was the order there? And uh, what can you tell us about behind the scenes in Vancouver? You know, Gary, I started getting some tips yesterday that there was something going on in Vancouver, that uh, there were changes coming. And then it comes down to guys, as you both know, like what you think, you know, and what you actually do know and what you can prove. And I had heard yesterday, the names uh, being out potentially of Jim Benning, his assistant, John Weisbrod, Travis Green and his assistant, Nolan Baumgartner, and they're very close. I, I'd heard rumors that they were all out. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But it comes down to what you can confirm. And the, the one thing I was able to confirm first was the fact that uh, it looked like Boudreaux was coming in as the head coach. And I was pretty sure, but, you know, you can't be wrong. I've been wrong before, and it's, an, it's embarrassing. So you, you don't want to do that. I, I just think, Gary, and, and uh, that they were all – like all four were let go yesterday um, and they, they, they'd gone, I think they'd gone to Boudreaux 
probably the middle of last week about the possibility of doing it. And I think I don't think they decided to make the change until after Saturday night's game. I don't know if you saw. Uh, I don't know. If, Everything okay? I don't know, yeah, Max is uh, my son's just trying to get into my office. So yeah, let Max. him in. Let him in. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is not a good idea. Um, I think what had happened was I don't know if you guys saw their game on Saturday night. They lost four one at home to Pittsburgh. Uh, the fans were booing. They threw a jersey on the ice. They were chanting to fire the GM. But it was also just the way the team played. Like there was just a shot of the bench after the game, and you know Green had no answers. The players had no answers, and I just think ownership looked at that and said, "We cannot stay with the status quo," and that's the reason the decision was made. Tell us about. So they bring in Boudreaux and Scott Walker on the management side. It's kind of strange. Five guys running the show right now. Well, I, I think what happened here is that, by the way, like somebody, you know, somebody said to me, you guys should know this, that somebody asked me on Vancouver radio this morning if George McPhee would be interested. And my answer was, why would he want to leave the paradise he's in to go to Vancouver? You know, you guys are you guys are challenging for a Stanley Cup right now. And it, it didn't make any sense to me. But you know, I think the reason is, guys, is that the Canucks don't want to make any long-term hires yet. They want to go through the process and they want to decide who they're hiring before they commit to anyone. Boudreaux agreed to a contract for this year and next, so it's not necessarily – he's in the driver's seat. He gets the chance to show he can do the job, but it's not yet a long-term marriage. And I don't think they've determined yet who their GM is going to be or their president of hockey operations long-term. I don't believe that they have decided that yet. So they're kind of looking at it like, why don't we just see what we've got here? Stan Smeal had kind of been, who you know, Gary, had been pushed to the outside. And I think they wanted his voice back in to be a, a voice of calm in the middle of all of this. And so I think that's why they decided to do what they did. And ultimately, they'll hire someone long term and then we'll have more clarity. It's interesting. So they've got five guys. Uh, Steve Gear, he's a cap guy, right? Uh, Chris Gear, yes. Chris Gear, sorry, yeah, yeah. Norris. Yeah. And then Smeal, Ryan Johnson, Henrik, and Daniel Sedin, all former Canucks. It's interesting yes. that they they're all former players and none of them really has GM type experience. Like Stan has done a lot of different things for the Canucks. Ryan Johnson is a guy that everybody thinks really highly of, but does not have like, there's no Kelly McCrimmon, there's no Vaughn Carpen, there's no George McPhee standing in the wings in Vancouver uh, to, to move in here and take over. It surprises me that they would. there are some experienced hands out there that they could have brought in even short term to sort of get them through this year and see how it goes. That's a, a raw group and five guys, five CEOs. That's, that's, an, interesting, uh, that's an interesting org chart. Well, I think right now ownership is very much in charge, and uh, I think the search is underway. Like, they're talking to people. They are talking to people. It's not like they're not doing anything right now. The search is underway. All I've been told is they're not going to make a commitment until they're just, they've decided on who they want to hire and they're ready to do that. Um, but the search is very much underway. I think the other thing, too, is I don't know if they're in a rush to make any kind of big trades right now. So if you're not, then you can kind of – keep things calm until you decide to do something. Elliot, this, of course, is a divisional opponent for Vegas. So how yeah. do you expect the Canucks to look different under Boudreaux? You know, Shelley, I think what's going to happen is that um, 
I think that he's going to – the players said today they were told to play aggressive. Like one thing about Boudreaux, everywhere he goes, the top offensive players get opportunity. And I really believe that one of the things the Canucks have determined is try to figure out what is wrong with uh, Pedersen. He's had – like I'm a huge Pedersen fan. It's been a terrible, terrible year for him. And I, I do think in their search they were asking anyone who might coach the team – what are we going to do to get him going? He's a cornerstone player for us. And if you look at Boudreaux's history, offensive players get to produce and are put in position to produce. And the problem with a guy like Peterson struggling is because he's a, a creator in addition to a scorer, other finishers like Brock Besser, they're affected. So I think the number one thing you're going to see is he's going to tell them to be aggressive. He's going to tell them to try to, to feel free to try to take chances to score. And he's going to put their offensive players in terms of ice time, where they are on the ice, uh, to be in position to succeed. I think that's the number one thing you're going to see from them right away. I want to turn the page a little bit to Olympic talk as well. Robin Leonard says last night that he is not going to participate in the Olympics for Team Sweden. What do you make of his mm -hmm. decision? Well, I don't think anybody is overly surprised. Um, you know, first of all, Robin Leonard, we've all learned he's going to do what he wants and say what he says, and it's going to be his opinion in his life and it's going to be his way. So I, and I think everybody understands that and everybody respects it, you know, in this particular situation, you know, I love hockey at the Olympics. I really do, but I don't like the way it's trending. I, I don't think we're headed in a really good direction here, uh, with COVID and, you know, with the quarantine potentially being three weeks, if you, you get a positive test there and, you know, I, you know, mental health is, is becoming a thing that we're all understanding better. Um, we've seen some pretty big examples of it this year between Leonard and Jonathan Drouin and Carey Price in Montreal. For Leonard to come out and say that, I don't think anyone's surprised and I don't think anyone holds it against him. And I would bet that there's a lot more players uh, who feel similarly to him, especially about the quarantine. But I think they're kind of hoping against hope that something could be worked out so that the players can still go we probably won't know until right before the deadline on January 10th. I think for a goalie, it's also a, a unique situation in the sense that if you're not going to be the number one, and I'm not saying Robin wasn't going to be the number one, it looks like it's a battle between, was going to be a battle between him and Markstrom as to who was going to be the starter for Sweden. But are you going to risk all of that to go over there and sit on the bench with a towel around your neck for three weeks? Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And I have to say, I thought you got the two of you showed, um, you know, real calmness on Twitter last night after the Calgary game. Like I'm looking at the uh, the, the tweet right now, test passed with the big uh, check mark that you have out there. I thought one of you was going to tweet for sure that this is proof that letters should start the Olympics over Markstrom. I'm, I'm really impressed that you guys didn't go that far. What did you think of Vegas last night? Uh, Ashley and I were talking before we hit the air. We thought it was one of their best games of the year. I, I thought it was a great game. I, I, I That was a really good game to watch last night. Uh, I saw two teams, two really good teams, guys, punch and counterpunch, and especially in that third period. And uh, I, if you told me that Calgary and Vegas were going to go at each other for seven games in a playoff series, sign me up. I, I'd love to watch it. And I think like most of us, I'm hoping that Eichel gets back soon healthy, and uh, I can't wait to see what he looks like in your roster. Before we let you go, um, unless we have to let you go now, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I got another right. one. Max isn't uh, trying to break down the door anymore. Yeah, Max so is okay. good. We love Max. The Winnipeg-Toronto game, 
boiled over. Uh, yeah. Uh, whose hearing is uh, whose hearing is uh, is in person? Spezza. Spezza. It's actually in person via Zoom. You think he's yeah. going to get? You think he's going to get six games? I think what this is going to come down to is what he says. They didn't like the intent. They they really didn't like you know. Now the news I'm hearing that the Sandine might not be as his injury was it might not be as bad as they thought or feared, and um, you know I, I just think that at the time though I think the Maple Leafs thought he was injured really badly and they have a history with Pionk going back to last year and you know there's no question Spezza ran at him and I just think they want to hear what he has to say uh, um, you know we got him with the knee of the head but you know Pionk had had gone down low. Um, you know, I, I think if Spezza gets in there and says, you know, I, I meant to hit him, but not drill him in the head with my knee, it might be a chance that this is a little bit less. I think he's getting something, but he, he might not necessarily get the six games. We'll see what well, he, I think it comes down to what he says in the hearing. That hearing will be, it'll come, it'll emanate from a suite at the Cosmo, half of the, the Department of Player Safety. They're all in Vegas. They were all at the game last night. George Peros, Patrick Burke, uh, Kay Whitmore from Hockey Ops, uh, uh, was here as well. They're uh, doing some uh, doing a, 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 some testing for uh, for All Star Game. Getting getting your suite ready at the well, you know, for, you know, well, good. I, I'm hope I, I expect like proper hospitality. But if they're out in Vegas, I would tell Spezza to have the hearing later in the day. Maybe <laughs> maybe you have a better chance. <laughs> awesome, Elliot. Well, thanks again for taking the time, especially on a busy you know day like this so hopefully no you're problem. able to take a break and get some rest here soon but appreciate the time help max All right. with math okay like don't don't send max down the wrong path with the math homework do, do it right <laughs> he should get another teacher inside another me. tutor for tell sure. max we wanted him on the show too See, oh my like, god he would love it he would love it ashley gary thanks very much for having me guys take care awesome appreciate it thanks elliot and gary and i We'll break down a little bit more of that conversation in a little bit, but first it's time to take a break. But the spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California is the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room and treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at Majorelle, the Moroccan-inspired spa, all in the heart of the American Riviera. and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel Californian is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Visit HotelCalifornian.com to book your stay today. We'll be right back.